Okay, welcome to another edition of For Evans Sake with me, Neodate Evans, and my lovely wife. Nana Evans. How are you doing? You okay? I am good. And we've got a special guest in the building. We've got the um the a queer nana hybrid. No, it's the two nanas. No, but last time you were saying that because you have a queer and nana and she's the two. Your sister, a queer. Yeah. Yes. You just crashed, you just crashed my intro. I yeah. appreciate that, thanks. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We've got a queer jamfy from the British blacklist with us this week. Um, as we uh yeah, as we do our thing and we take a look back at the week that was it's been another week, another podcast, another Brexit extinction. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not even I'm not even gonna touch on Brexit because yeah, the blood Just just go over the extension. When is it to now? We Okay, so we are extending to October. We yeah, October thirty first. Oh come on! Um, but Halloween. If people can get their act together before then, then who is the people? Yeah, our elected MPs. I see. And right. I would just also like to throw the pepper in that our elected MPs also just received a pay rise of about two point eight percent, which is about a percent above everybody else in the country. So one percent more than everybody else. For what though? Yes. I'll leave that to you to decide. What they Don't do. they actually have a pay increase every single year, they, even um, during austerity? They are the only ones that have. So again, so when the public service, the police, the nurses yeah. were all being capped, yeah. somehow... It didn't apply to MPs. It didn't apply to MPs. Amazing. Be an MP. Yeah. yeah. I've been thinking so and too. I feel that that's why a lot of the people that are there, that's probably how they're there because they're like, yeah you can get away with a lot of things doing that. And and here they are. Wow. I'm going to MP um, councillor for... Where are you going to go for? You're going to need to think about that. He's looking at me like... Well, what what party doing? would you go with? An independent. Have you seen the new independent party? What are they called now? Is Chukas, this Chukas, Chukas. Chukas. <laughs> No, the, the, ha, the, the independent group. Is that they're, what they're called? Yeah, they're not even a proper party yet. I'm interested to see what they're going to break up and do, but I just don't trust I don't what Chukka is going I don't to have bring. No. He, doesn't have, he doesn't have the metal. No, no. <laughs> the metal, the, the, metal. Gu- uh, the gumption. So you've, gumption. Got, you've got the um, the vocab. Like, you could be on question time with that. Like, he doesn't have the metal. He doesn't have the metal. But that'll be, that'll be it, because I'm, I'm politics. Do you know what, with me, I love politics. However, I cannot abide the law, the foolishness, the pompous, the performance, the acting, the lies, all that stuff. So I just switch out and then it sounds like I don't know anything about politics because I can't tune into the crap. Yeah. It's just all fake. And yeah. I hate investing and even just like debating and question time. I feel like I should watch question time, but I don't because even though some good things come out of question time, it's a good sound bites. It's forever great sound bites, viral clips. Someone will come in like that teacher that said stuff about the knife crime. Yeah. Brilliant. But then what gets done? What gets done? Yeah, what is yeah. the point of having question time? Done? What is it? The, like the, the, that Yeah. So yeah, I get mad and It's just the crust of it. It's like really, really to affect change, you do have to be in there with them. And it's not even just the MPs though, because there's so many subcommittees. Yeah. The, the, it's the secretaries of the MPs. There's so many different layers that go into actually making any type of legislation, unless you're a part of the system, it, it's not going to touch you. Like our our issues aren't being discussed. At all. So they're not even penetrating through anywhere. So it, it is, question time is sound bites. That is all it is. Because in order to do change, you need to be in it. It's just sound bites. Like what makes me laugh a lot of the time is when people get into debates about the black community and and politics within the black community and how we handle ourselves and this that and the other and i always just think have you not sat down and watched these people in parliament well if you take um david lammy when he stood up and had the speech the first speech that he did yeah, on windrush that bad boy mm. speech. so that would have been after probably months of various people 
having talks with subcommittees in order for him to be able to stand up and deliver that speech. Mm. It's like it has to become the agenda on quite a few MPs' minds for him to talk about it. That takes ages. So you can go and speak to him and tell him, this is what's happening to my family. Then he has to go out and try and drum up support. It's just, it's It's actually very hard. It's it's all fast. Even for an MP, if you're really interested in something, you have to drum up like support from other MPs who may be like, I don't care. My agenda is breast milk. Like it's just, it, it's all, that is the, the politics of it. It's like, it's, you have to play the game. You've got to be charming. You've got to swat, you've got to, you've got to charm people into your agenda. I'm trying to get my local MP to fix up my, my accounts on the state block. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Do you really like, so do you, are you actually talking to your MP? Because I, I don't bother. <laughs> I look, the thing is, it's funny when I'm, when I, when I was a mother studying, I had more time on my hands to be on my bar. Yeah, because you kind of got to be in it. You got to be on them. And I'd be like, listen, this is, I was like Mrs. Mangle or Don Cotton. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, I really show my age there, Mrs. Mangle, yeah. Um, <laughs> I actually forgot I about that. I'm not even going to reference or tell anybody. If you get it, you get Google it. Google it, quiet. Just keep it quiet. Don't worry about it, young people listening. Um, just, I used to be on them. Like, this is not working. The council, the blocks, this, 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 that, and the other. And when I started working, I think when my mum lived with me for a few years, she was like, so you don't want to call them about this? And I'm like, mum, I don't have the time. Yes, yeah, too and much. she was onto it. And I'm like, you do it. I haven't got time. And then I remember distinctly when it was whatever last um, election and the local election. And then we had our councillor emailing us and knocking on our door, knocking yeah. on the door like the police. Yeah. Say, hey, what's wrong with the estate? And I said, well, this is my list of complaints. What are you going to do about it? If you really want to knock my door like the police and get me out of my room, trying to undo my work, come to disturb me. Like I arrested, like I did crime or something. Um, so I gave the list of my complaints and then you don't hear from them again because they just want to get... Yeah, so just want to get elected. Get on my nerves. And I got an email from them saying, we after an incident that happened in my home, that I had to really follow it up and then I had to work using my BBC email just to make sure that they knew that I'm serious. Yeah. Then I'm getting the proper responses. They're like, we're sorry about what happened. This is what we're going to do going forward. And I said, and they said, you know, we're trying our best. And I said, no, don't, please don't lie. I don't have time for it. I'm very frank, like, don't waste my time. Mm. Please don't waste my time. Just do this it. Sort of just clean the block. Yeah. Do you know get what, security and that's it. Do you know what the thing is though? I feel like we, we get the people that we allow to, 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 to be in those positions. So, we were saying the other day um, about generally as citizens, we hold people within entertainment to a higher regard than our actual elected politicians who are there to kind of do so. So to give you an example, the, um, the latest um, actress, the fourth foul of Twitter, um, a, a lady from Emmerdale, mm. she tweeted something um, about six, seven years ago and this has come to light, although we don't know what she said, but it's it's that bad that ITV has sacked her and she's deleted her Twitter account. And everybody's like on this, you know, you know when it happens then you get the whole kind of council culture, blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And everyone's like, oh, this person, that, this person, this. But year after year, we have MPs, let's, uh, uh, let's um, throw Nick Clegg in there, who campaigned in his manifesto that he's gonna not um, increase um, tuition, tuition fees, fees yeah what not have you and then he gets into power and then that's exactly what he does do and year after year MPs do that and then our response to it is always like yeah MPs though they're crooked innit but I don't I get it it's because we're at a loss as to how to change it because the status quo doesn't change and I don't know I, I mean in my lifetime I can't really think of someone who I feel like really was for us the people and the people is so wide and broad because everyone's got their own personal issues mm. and what they need um, to survive and what they need to advance in their careers and lives and whatever. So, but I don't have anyone I can say, yeah, that councillor, that MP was someone who I really could get behind and trust because even Jeremy Corbyn for the Liberals, I think, yeah, Jeremy no, Corbyn he's the, the He's the worst. I mean, I, I, again, it's like, I, I, I have, and it's wrong in a sense because you're right, we should be holding our local MPs and stuff to accountable, but it's, I think people just feel hopeless at a point. Like, yeah, it's not like back in the day where maybe you can get hold of a Martin Luther King, for example. I don't even know if this is if people who felt the same, but get hold of a Martin Luther King. I'm like, this is his clear thing, and he's actually doing something for the people to go forward. Or Malcolm X, or whatever, Rosa Parks, all those actual candidates who were doing something, and you could visibly see that they're putting themselves on the line to do something. Nowadays, it's all 
posturing in House of Commons, getting on BBC Question Time, talking all this nonsense on social media now. Now social media is the outlet where these people are wanting to be famous and all that type of stuff. What are you actually doing? Like, and then when you get to the point where you can do something, you're killed. <laughs> or, you're, or, <laughs> or you're blocked. Like, I mean, you know, for whatever you like Obama or not, apparently he had lots of, I mean, not apparently, he did have lots of policies that might have been for the people yeah. that were blocked because the House representatives were skewed in Republicans' yeah. favour. So it's like, we're at a loss. So getting behind an MP who you want, I think people, it's easy to go for the celebrities because it's just, it's escapism and kind of like, well, that's, those are our judge and juries because the people that are really looking after the world, we can't, they got their agenda and it's so then set. We, we've got what we deserve then because if we're not willing to but willing, like, it's like, what is the will? Yeah, what because what, what can you do? It's like there's protests, people go and protest, but then maybe sometimes protests maybe do something. Get, getting in there, that's it. Getting in, so being a part of the system. But then everyone says that you get in the part of the system. People say like, I always wanted. I thought my, I think my daughter's a great <laughs> vocalist, and she's really great expressing thoughts. And I always, apart from really wanted to get into politics, but I thought, well, you're just going to get lost in politics and watered down. And I think I it, it takes it way more people. So it's more normal people being like, I'm going to be a part of politics. And then it changes. It's like the whole system needs to be infiltrated by normal folk. But how do you get that? Because again, but remember get... back in the day, Jeremy Corbyn was regarded folk. as normal folk. He was a man of the people. Yeah, but some, and some people are like, he's great. But you have to be a part of, you have to be in it. You, there, there's no sitting on the... The whole thing is elitism. You have to have been able to go through certain channels because people like, even when I, even just like back to my daughter again, like what I'm saying to her, go to, join a debate group, get, do, um, what's the, what's the course? Communication, there's a course that you should do like psych, sociology or something like that. And there was a course that I was telling her to do, mm-hmm. uh, to tack on, which she, uh, that will, that prepares you for going into okay. like if you were to go into politics yeah she's like that is boring as hell i didn't want to do it so that was that she found it boring but there's a few courses you've got to take you've got to also have that university well i met i met an mp uh, i don't know no i don't think so but he was older so how he went into it was through industry he had worked in insurance okay. and he was working class he had worked in insurance for years um and then he was self-employed um doing something else and through that i think he meant he just got involved in local community activism okay. Okay, there's and that. then through that got uh, i think he was a labor mp okay. then it's like the labor party has these kind of feeler committees that try and find somebody from the community and then they endorse you all of those hoops they are hoops like it with anything isn't it you've got to jump through them they test you all manner of stuff. It's doing... not easy, but the more of us that are like, hey, I'm in this too, and then you become a part of the select committees, that's when things will change. Well, not the old system, the the, the, the bourgeoisie, the elite. Well, yeah, yeah. We, I, I feel like... It's not like an agenda. The, the, but it's force, isn't it? We kind of have to put ourselves forward to take over. Because as it stands now, so you, you boot off a whole load of people. Who's who's putting up their hands to be like, I can run this? Okay. Then be a part of it. Like, Do you know what? I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, So the last six months, I've had more of an interest in politics than I've ever had. But my interest in politics has mainly been a frustration. Like I'm looking and listening at everything that's going on. And I'm like, how the hell... Are people getting away with this? Yeah, frustration is still a good sign. Yeah, but but then my 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 other thing is is there's always the I think and I don't know if this is a thing with like ethnic communities, but my fear is is that you then go and play that game and somehow even though you've got the best of intentions, something happens and yeah, you a, you have to play the game. You can't you can't you're not you're not going to please everybody all the time. But I think it even within frustration that's still uh, an emotion that le- that's a part of purpose and passion like you're going to feel frustrated you're going to yeah, feel yeah. angry you you need all of those things so it's like if you actually feel that's a direction to go in do it because the buts and the what if i get there and then the that's all just self-defeatist that's just holding you back they're showing that and on this is us the late well on yes behind and it's showing randall going into politics yes. yeah so and it's interesting seeing his first one his yeah uh, upset Randall is if I was to enter politics I would probably enter it exactly how Randall yeah. has 
like there would be an issue yeah really close to me that would be the the straw that broke the camel's back and i'd be like right i'm i'm gonna do something about it but you could do that locally now like but you know it's not not all no or not all ever avenues lead to you know <laughs> go into the top it's no, like no, no, but no, locally there's still locally, still but, needed but here's the thing though locally i'm i'm desensitized from my community like i live here but i don't necessarily feel connected to it in that way that i really want to do something about it like or, or change anything about it more so my mindset is when can i get out of here so that's what i'm saying it, it and, and and i know this doesn't sound great but it would be literally like if something happened to us while we were here and then it's like right the, f- the fight has been brought to me then i would go and that that's interesting so there's a lot of stuff that goes into being yeah. connected to your community like and we don't have time it is they time always, consuming yeah they send it a letter is. there's a town meeting there's a council meeting there's this i'm sure it's only populated by the old ladies in yeah, the estate yeah, yeah. when it you're is. working who's got time to go to a town I, meeting? i think and that's the that's the problem that's because the problem. it is the people that are generally involved they are slightly more wealthy or they're older but then you know it's it's one of those things it's like how much can we complain because who's stepping up and being like, I'm I'm ready to then to be of service. If, if you can, if you literally cannot afford to step up, then, yeah. then and the cycle continues. That's the thing. That I'm not saying that there's a solution. It's just like a really the only way to have a solution is tangent. to be a part of, no, to be a part of it. I was gonna say it's been a really like chirpy conversation. You know? <laughs> like we're we're just doomed. Basically, we're doomed. Great, thank you. I feel. Um, <laughs> No, I'm really good about life. Yeah, great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, is like all the other stuff that's happened this week. I was trying to think, like, what can what can we shift to that has actually been a little bit more of a happier tone? And I can't think of anything because the week started off with the the nonsense chocolate gate from <laughs> chocolate from, gate. <laughs> chocolate gate from Waitrose. Which so Waitrose are the latest brand to jump on um, black outrage, um, and and the black community we responded as as we do, um, and so for those of you who don't know, but I'm sure you probably do, uh, Waitrose had some teeth chocolate, you know, eight pounds for that 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 chocolate, those three little ducks for the eggs. So yeah, it's in East. Oh, I thought it was to do with Easter. Is it, it not? It's to do with Easter. Ducks they? have ducks have some type of eggs. Yeah, I so, don't know. Yeah, but yeah, either it way, was an Easter gift type thing that you'd give. I'm sure. I guess so. Yeah. So there were three ducks. There was a milk chocolate duck. There was a white chocolate duck, and there was a dark chocolate duck. The milk one was called crispy, and the white one was called fluffy, and the dark one was called ugly. And there is in my mind no rhyme or reasoning as to why you would come up with this naming convention it's like it's like us having kids and calling them nana coffee and bob like it makes no sense but this is what waitrose did um they went on the shelf everybody was outraged they took them off the shelf and here we are <laughs> I saw it, and the thing is, like, when I'm busy, I look at things. I'm like, oh, for crying out loud! I don't get go past it. And I have no idea how much is made in a, an effect. First of all, I'd like to know who the they were that complained. That's first of all. Yeah, so would I. Because it, it probably it. wasn't this even. It. it wasn't probably enough. It probably wasn't enough black people that complained. It's probably white people are like, oh my gosh, let's just. Ooh. Um. So there's that. Then I thought. I think when I saw it, I thought. So if the ugly one, the black one's ugly. Well, the story is the ugly duckling. And I thought, so, you know, baby swans are cygnets and they are dark or grey. I thought, okay. So that's kind of okay. But then it's also, a swan becomes a, a beautiful white <laughs> <laughs> being. So the, the grey ugly cygnet turns into a white beautiful swan. So no matter what, ugly, it's out of water. Um, <laughs> but it was the most technically correct because baby cygnets are grey and dark this is so bad so what it was technically correct being ugly 
technically there could have been a grey I mean can you do a grey egg you can do in this day and age any colour yeah. I'm just saying technically on a formality it just the, if the baby a baby I, swan I, no no I'm just saying on a formality I baby swans are dark and right? they are called ugly duckling and they are called the, the story the ugly duckling but now now I'm looking at the ugly duckling the ugly duckling is a grey signet the yeah. baby swan yeah. I hope I'm saying and it's kind of still wrong and it's, it's still, still wrong I've never thought colorism. about it yeah, yeah, yeah. I never <laughs> thought about it because you become a beautiful white white yeah. there are black swans however is there it? are black yeah, swans. There, there are, are black, black swans. Oh, okay, I don't know. So, but you rarely talk. Yeah. You went, but I mean, it? that whole story oh, of no, the sorry. ugly duckling is basically colorism. Yeah, because like, you're just, grey and, and dark and, and that was crusty. taught to kids all around the land. I never thought about it subconsciously yeah. till now. But yeah, that's that. But that, generally, what, I is, isn't it bar bar black sheep too? There's loads of them. <laughs> there's lo- there's actually is like quite. A f- I remember going through at one um, point, actually going through quite a long of a lot of the nursery rhymes and loads of them it's full of colour yeah they've had, I think in modern times they've got rid of a lot of them you yeah. just don't sing those songs anymore but this is the thing though anyway. it's like it's it's all valid right it's all valid but then when you speak about it and so this week for my sins I was listening to Nick Ferrari just don't do it it's I, bad I, for your blood pressure hey Charlie because you know what it is it's, it is like um, when you're driving along on the motorway and you see a car accident and you you know you shouldn't but you slow down and you look. And and I think that's what it is for me. So when I'm hearing... Listening to Nick Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. it's... Because it's, people come on, not just him, but people come on and they say some things that I'm like, raw, like you actually believe that. Yeah, yeah. Like you actually believe that. Like there was one white man that came on. I can't even remember his point because it was so random, but he ended up saying... I mean, at the end of the day, Nick, that's reverse racism. Oh God! Which what, what's reverse racism? Of the even ducks. even Which even are... even the term reverse racism immediately just pisses me the hell off. Like, who came up with that shit? It, and so there were even people saying that the fact that black people or people were looking at the ugly duckling, <laughs> and because it was dark, like connecting it to black people. It was like, well, that's racist. What? You're the racist one. And it's just like, are you not living in this world? Like, can you not see what's going on? But what gets me every time is the vim, like the belief in what they're saying. Like, they really believe it. And yeah. for me, that's scary. And then also, then you add on to that, somebody like Nick who, and, and this is also something that really upsets me, is the whole commercialization of debate trying to make debate sexy so that you can get your listeners and by doing that you just say stuff that you probably don't believe but you know that it will cause outrage so you've got Nick there prodding and and just saying stuff and then you had one black guy come on and he went off on some mad tangent and then ended up saying at the end of the day you know black people have never had it so good but that's like when um People were criticizing the comment relief and this was it Stacey Dooley, her name, yeah. And then certain people, I, I won't say his name <laughs> or their names, multiple black men stood up and said, Yes, you know, she's just doing good. And then people were like, Yeah, it's like racism. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't even say that they're cockney. I, I, that was me, that's bad of me. Any some people said, Yes, it's not racism, whatever, reverse racism. It's um. It's interesting, as you said, because I agree, like the Nick Ferraris of the world are trash, generally. Mm -hmm. However, there is something in that bubble where someone like him is actually good for... It's like Trump. Yeah. You stoke and you provoke and you get to hear what the average person thinks. And Mm. as you said, it's very, very bizarre that in 2019, white people, there's a lot going on and a lot has been said, but they will still be able to say... I'm saying the white people who are disconnected from what's going on, who say, but that's reverse racism. It's not really racism. Like the stuff with when Eunice was on um, yeah. uh, Five Live yeah. or whatever what was the show. Um, uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Vine. Show. Jeremy now. Vine. I, I think it is just called Jeremy Vine show, Jeremy isn't it? Jeremy Vine so with Eunice and saying logical stuff. The woman said, I'm sorry <laughs> to take it off. No, the no, woman no. said, name five... Black, <laughs> popular, household names, women, black women presenters. The woman said, Lois, I think her name was, yeah, yeah. said, 
Floella Benjamin. She didn't Flo- even. She didn't even say Floella Benjamin because she couldn't remember her, her name. name. That black she was, was like, there was school. a black woman that was on TV when I was a child. A child. Do you know when Play School was on in the eighties? <laughs> and that's and Floella now is like Ma. She's like yeah, and, and 60, that 70, was her whole right? thing. She was like, and she's a dame now. And it's like, are, are you, you being serious? Freaking serious. Like you said, but that she with actually your chest. was. Yeah, with her chest like confident, over, like and talking then, over her. And then you, and then and then Jeremy Vine himself said, "What about Connie Huck? Is Connie Huck black?" Are you crazy? Hey, Charlie is a political black. Uh, isn't isn't Connie Connie Hack from like isn't she like Pakistani or Bangladesh? No, she's um East Asian. What's an East Asian? Chinese, Japanese, Korean. I don't know which one she is. I'm sorry is to she? say. Is she? Yeah, Connie Hack is East Asian. So there's that. Someone so asked, either way, someone she asked is about a, black women. She is five, an Asian woman, five, and she ten. said that looks like me. She's very specific. And then was her name Andrea? The other woman oh, said. God looks like me right so she's like i can't believe so you're trying to say you want someone who looks exactly connie like is, you connie huck was born to bangladeshi parents. i thought oh, she was bangladeshi really? yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. i don't so. know what happened to me i just thought <laughs> i'm know, so sorry people. Out some, I, I, was I thinking, literally I thought she's bangladeshi because i think i had in my mind someone that was on play days and i thought she was connie huck she was on play days so you, East mean, Asian so you don't even know. I don't even know. But my point is, she ain't black. <laughs> no, she isn't. Understand? Sorry, she, Connie. She, don't, she doesn't look I'm like you. Sorry, Southeast Asian, Asians. I'm sorry, East Asians. I got it mixed up. Because I was having someone else in mind. Okay. I'm apologizing. <laughs> See, I recognize when I did wrong and misraced people. However, then Andrea, whatever her name is, said that you, so you, I'm surprised you want someone who looks like you. That's not what um, Eunice was saying. The woman was implying that um, Eunice had said she wants someone who looked a spitting image of her. <laughs> she didn't say that. Looks like me locally. Looks like me as in black, dark skin, popular woman. That's it. She didn't say she had to look exactly like Eunice, but yet the woman said, well, I can't believe you want someone. Like, what is wrong with people? So when they ha- when you have the Nick Ferraris and the people that stoke the, f- they're dangerous in a sense because they're just pop lighting debate because they don't care about it. However, it also exposes the minds of what's going on and maybe it helps us understand what how we need to communicate our message better because if someone is hearing words and reinterpreting them as something else, we have to work harder. But, and, I, and I, I think I said it last week as well. I think the problem is, is that if you have been living life from a position of privilege forever, these people coming along, knocking on the door, asking for equality, that seems like a threat. It absolutely is a threat. And that's it's why it, we need to hear what these people have to say. Because it's internalised as a threat. It's but, like it's but like, they're never really going to want to hear what we have to say because you're always going to be perceived as a threat. It's always like you're coming to take what they have. But they have to find the language to speak to them then because I think you, you'll have the... Oh, I'm, I'm going to do a cockney again, aren't I? You're going to have <laughs> the average just, just person... Keep it straight. Keep it straight. straight. You're going to have the average white bloke and you can have money or not, but you're going to have that one black friend like you're all right. Do you understand? So there's some there's some way that they can see that you're actually all right. Humanise. It's all about humanising, isn't it? If we don't know people, then you're going to make your assumptions about what the media and the, 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 the brand of those people are. You're going to take that and think that's gospel. So you have to be friends with people. You have to understand them. So there has to be someone that talks to them in a way that they can hear and relate the story. You have to always flip it. Because you know that when we're talking about women's rights, and women don't get it like well think about it if you're black kind of thing you have to kind of relate yeah. if we're talking about black rights and women don't get it do you know what i mean you've got to yeah. kind of let everyone understand this is if you're in this position think about it from this way so you kind of have to do that's how trump got elected isn't it because the working class white people felt neglected mm-hmm. they felt they were being um, ignored yeah but conversely yeah. That's and he also just spoke how, to them that's also how obama got elected exactly for true because yeah. yeah exactly and, and, and literally i think trump saw that yeah. And was like, and then you play to your base. That's why he yeah. says dumb things. And yeah. they were like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, are you really hearing what this man's saying? <laughs> really? But I mean, Trump did get elected because white women didn't stand in solidarity with Hillary. They were the the deciding factor. And I don't know what Hillary did to the white women. What did she do? I, I feel like it's a conversation that they all need to have. Like, do you, know, you know, when they bring on a black person on TV and they're like, you know, what, what, speak for the black community. I think white women need to, in America, they need to speak to each other. What happened? But back to the ducks. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they do it? Why do they do it? I, here's the thing. I, in 2019, <laughs> find it very hard to believe I can I can accept that somebody come up came up with the idea, yeah. I can accept that. What I can't accept, yeah, is that it's gone through levels 
of Oh no, I can see that. Absolutely. Stamping. I can absolutely and see nobody that. has said uh, you know what? Not sure about that. No. Craig. Can we can we it, it will come hard. down to the old old chestnut that everybody wills out about diversity. And in most companies there is a culture within your company where a lot of your employees are quite similar. They're the same. So I think most people in, they would just be thinking, oh, the ugly duckling. And they're mm. going to go back to the ugly duckling was dark and dark chocolate, ugly, makes sense. Everybody's going to know that reference because they're of the same ilk. It's, a t- it's, a t- it's two things. It's either, no one thought about it because they really, because there's also, there's a little window pocket of did we is there overreaction to everything that's happening? What happened if we never said anything? And if people bought the ducks, went about, ate the ducks, finished the ducks, it's Easter's gone. over and yeah. it's gone. What would have that? What would have happened if that had happened? I think that's valid though. So, just because, because I was trying to sorry, just because no, no, no. I was trying to think. If I saw it, I'm I probably would like, hey, what's going on? What, what, what do you mean? But then I. Do I care about some ducks? Do I really care about chocolate ducks when I know that? I, w- I wouldn't. I, I saw I it and was, I kind of laughed at it. Like, you laughed. This old, you didn't kind of laugh. Yeah, I laughed. <laughs> this old chestnut again and carried on about my day. It wasn't um, outrageous to me because of the ag- ugly duckling scenarios. And just like, yeah. I, I feel like so it's, I wasn't outraged. It's a chicken and egg thing because people go, look, man, there's bigger fish to fry than some chocolate ducks but then i also think is there's a point to be made that you ended up having bigger fish to fry because you never nipped the smaller oh, yeah. stuff in the butt that's all but, valid everybody has their point to be like this is outrageous and you follow through on that outrage i, I actually am more coming around to if you think it's outrageous outrage on it and and change it like just go go think? ham Go ham if you want to, but it's not everybody that needs to do it. What is everybody's responsibility is once you get it and the switch turns in your head and you start to understand racism, that's for everybody, black and white, especially white folks, to really be an ally, then within your own families, your own workplaces, you need to be the advocate. You need to be setting the pace for change. That's the only way it's going to change. It's not on a black person. To then That's be educating the, the world. That's no, it's not on thing. us because it actually does affect you also. You know, it what affects your well-being, your health, your mental health, your family's mental health when you're infected with racism. So it's actually for you to eradicate it. Because I was thinking, no, I was. So I was going to say it's interesting you said that. So I was with Nadine earlier on in the week, um, doing this play or well, this rehearsed reading, and essentially we did this rehearsed reading about. Um, Windrush and, and migration to an audience of of white people. Yeah. Um, and at the end of it, Nadine made the joke about if if Nana was here, she would say it's not our job to be to be telling these people these not. things. And I and I felt two ways about it because at the end there was this this one white woman who had just basically rocked up, just like oh, what's going on, and had felt so t- like so moved by everything, but then. I couldn't help but feel, feel whilst it was happening. And you know, you're there, you're talking, you kind of look out and you're just thinking, do you really care? Do you uh, really care? No, that's different. Cause you guys are there putting on a play. Somebody's written that, that's mm. very different. So you're communicating and who the audience is, they have taken their time to come and learn something. Okay. That's that's an action. <laughs> you don't agree. It's not a question of not agree. I just because one thing that happens in the arts in this country is that white people will turn up to black things more than we do sometimes. Yeah. And I don't understand sometimes I'm like, why are you here? No, no, I don't What mind are you that. here for? Because I, I think sometimes that. I, I, yeah, that's, that's, I it's not that's a question what I was thinking. Because I like, are you gonna because you're right. It is about what you learn as a white person, taking it and advocating in your communities, mm. whether it's a fact where if you hear someone being racist, you're like, actually, no, I've heard this. I listen to this black podcast. Or I watch this black play. This is how they're feeling. So this is how we have to change our behavior and exactly. our mentality. So there's that. There's taking yeah. stuff and really bringing it into your circles and changing the mindset. There's that. But then there's also, you guys consume a lot and you know a lot. And sometimes I'm like, why are you really here? I think there's, white guilt can get assaged by, I've bought this, 
ticket to this black thing and I've done my part. And it doesn't change who I am, my status or anything. I've just supported in that way. And maybe that is enough of I a feel, contribution. I, I, I feel like it that's, is. Maybe that is enough. I feel like yeah. it's a part of... Um, maybe that's enough. It Like, maybe that's consciously... Enough. But they always do it though and things don't necessarily... No, no, it's not all of them. It's a very select... Them, it's, a, it's a very select kind of mindset that actually... I think they get that they're usually invested in ethical buying. And to me, that is a part of ethical buying. Spending your money on black products, whether it be the arts or material Items, things, yeah. or that's actually what the world should be doing because we do get paid less. So I think actually having that political mindset of I'm going to spend my money with black people, to me, I will always be grateful that you have been switched on, but then you also have to advocate that to I think your family and friends. Yeah. But it's not for me to be advocating it on your, like, because then that puts me at a, a I'm a lesser then. Yeah. I'm still being oppressed. Like, yeah. please, master. No. You go out and you advocate because you've, you've switched on. You've seen that actually this is what we should be doing. And that's the betterment of the world. We're all connected. If people are on a back foot and you are privileged, you still have a, there's still a deficiency in you because we're all connected. That's why there are so many depressed people. It's not through nothing. It's because of inequality. Once you get that and you're like, actually, all of us need to be equal for me to also feel okay. That's when the world will change. Agreed. That's the shift. Agreed. But it's not for me to teach you. I it's think not, I think those guys are if you're there and you've bought into it and you've been taught something, it's for you to go to your friends and be like, I, I watched a brilliant play and it taught me this. Let's go and read this. I book. guess for me it's like the aftermath of like are you advocating or is it just your Yeah. It's a two way thing. But it's also similar to what I think what came up this week. It's come up to me it come to me this week is the black dark skinned women series in The Guardian. Mm. Um Right, so, yeah. so, so... I missed this, I missed this. Have you not seen it? So, no. there's, I, I haven't seen all of it, but the first thing that came up was about why black dark-skinned women are less successful in marriage. And there was some groaning... No, I saw the headline, I didn't read it. I read, yeah. and I, because I, I have a very strong issue with black people airing our black issues on white mainstream platforms. There's particularly, I won't say names, there's particularly um, a journalist who writes for the Metro, um, and it... I think I've seen some some of their articles and it's really pissed me off because like what the what are you saying and you're 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 giving an opinion to a bunch of people on the train that are just gonna pop like this and think this is um black people's woes and it's not necessarily that so that annoys me. However, for some reason the Guardian article I read through it, skim read, picked out bits. I felt it was quite empathetic and I didn't feel like it was too sensationalist. And the conversation around it was like, well, why is it in this plat? Why is it on this um, newspaper? Why is it mm. in this platform? And I thought. Usually I argue with that, but then I thought actually a lot of black people do read the Guardian. So are we just are we being a bit um are we assuming that we don't read the Guardian? Are we what's the word being elitist or whatever the word is? Um by assuming that black people don't read the Guardian. So actually it's on a bigger platform. Another conversation about having enough black platforms that all of us read that so our stories can be read by in a majority. Then I thought, well, if it's a black woman's issue in a white publication the conversation is really for black women and black men to be having. So which black man's going to read this headline and read further? Yeah. And what, cause you're actually, we're actually talking to black men to be honest. Yeah. About, um, shadism and dark skin issues. So all of that kind of stuff happened. Then I thought, well, actually it, it was a nice article. So then, but then I have always thought, why are we talking to white people about our issues? We need to talk to each other about our issues. Yeah. It, I, I feel but like it's too both. much. We can do why do white people? Why do white, white people know want to know? Because essentially, me as a dark skin woman, I date black men. That's my thing. So mm. this article being in the pub in the Guardian, it's not going to help my lot. How many black men have read it? I think that's what I was thinking. How many black men have read it? That was my only contention. Usually, it's why white people are reading our stories. This time, it was like how many black men actually saw this article in the Guardian and thought, actually, let me read it and find I out. I mean, I guess it it comes down to the type of story because on the flip side, you have. Um, Candice Braithwaite who was on uh, both on the BBC or there was an article on the BBC website and she was on BBC London News um, on Friday talking about the mortality rates of black women giving birth and mm. that's a story that absolutely everybody needs to hear mm -hmm. and even um, amongst the dads in, in Dope Black Dads talking about it there were some harrowing tales 
that some of the guys have been through. <laughs> so I just, yeah. So it is, it is important for these, for these stories to be on these mainstream platforms because also we are also mainstream. We are a part of the mainstream as well. As you said, we, we read the Guardian, we read the Metro, we read all of these things. So it's a way of reaching us, but it's also a way of, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to talk impassioned about this thing and I'm just watching Aquia and Nana just devour chicken, hoping that I don't stop talking and then make them talk, but I'm gonna make them talk now. It's okay. <laughs> you can all hear me. Eating my chicken. Um, no, I think that's slightly, you're right. In general, you're right. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> um, I think um, Brandis case Brand Brandis Candice Candice Braithwaite's conversation is something that affects us in a national global situation. I mean, it's a wider issue. It's how well, it's, white people. It's it's life and death. Isn't yeah, it's how it? white people it's are treating very, black it's, women. It's so very different why... to shadism. Yeah, and it's why it's why it's why, how white people are treating black women when they're going in at a very sensitive time to give birth, and as you said, her percentage, as she said, the percentage is more black women die in childbirth than anybody it's, else. It's ridiculously high. Yeah, um, and it's at the hands of. White and it's not, not even just uh, at the hands of white people well, though because again you know racism is internalized by everybody we've all gone through the system there are black people who are just or even more racist will uphold up white supremacy yeah for sure more so and will look down on a black person like that and it's more the treatment and the internalized kind of our pain thresholds or when we say we're in pain it's just not listened to when we're bleeding more like you are a mule you can you can you can handle it you can handle this way more than if a white mother was in distress is going to be treated far more quickly and with swiftness and you know to the nth degree than a black mother and the statistics show that it's it's so dramatically different it's like well what else is there in there that it's because of racism i was going to say because when i say when i was saying white i meant to say that the setup, NHS, whatever, it's white run. So that's what I mean by, but yes, you have. Yeah, front, but nurse, you know, like front, frontline staff, yeah. they're not responding to black mothers yeah. in the same way that they would to a white mother. So, and that's across the world yeah. in all industries, everything, even when just simple being in your own home country, white people get served better than you yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when, you're in, when you're in a restaurant and you yeah. can watch it, like just. But, but then this also then so it's brings me back to the chocolate. Yeah, because <laughs> oh, you're really on this. Can I just say, can I just interject? The way you've been seamlessly segueing into, I actually have to salute you. You have been bringing in the topic so seamlessly. We've been on tangibly like, so bringing it back to, um, like I said, Candice Braithwaite and her. You know that I have to rate you, sir. You've done very, very well. I'm gonna go and talk about clowns. Let me watch you bring it back. So this clown scared me in it. Bring it back to the ducks. Yeah, but why, but why aren't there any black clowns? This is the question we there have to ask. There are black clowns. Okay, no, no, let me not, <laughs> no, go on, go back no, to the ducks. No, but what I was going to say was though, but bringing it back to the chocolate. Yeah. Because <laughs> I want to see how you, where you're going with no, it. Yeah. It, it, it. it's a simple comparison. So we're there talking about um, chocolate and dark, ugly, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then what happens is, is people look and say, oh my gosh, they're banging on about chocolate. Mm. And then what it does, it diminishes the racism argument on the whole. And so I feel like that's how you can, one of the contributing factors of how you can end up of getting a statistic so crazy that five, five times more black women will end up dying, giving childbirth. Because pe the more you kind of make noise about... Little bits. Or so-called right. insignificant okay. things. Yeah. So-called insignificant things. The, the general population is just getting tired of hearing yeah it. no i disagree go but, on. Go on. so i i think that the noise just needs to be very consistent in the inequalities so i'm not saying i'm going to rage against everything but if people feel to rage rage about it because there still is something in it but if the more we rage i think that's when things start to actually change because the position that we've all found ourselves in is 
since the 60s, it's like rage only happens every so often at big things. Now we have the internet. It feels like we're raging all the time, but actually not really because there's a lot of complacency too. There's still a lot of black voices that are like, black people haven't had it so good. Like that's still there, but we need to rage on everything. It's not good. In some respects, it's actually worse. It gets worse through complacency. So the the actual like you know the birthing rates to death it shouldn't be that black women are dying more because of our medicine is so great we shouldn't be dying really so why is it that black women are dying more but it's that lack of thought as to actually how things affect us so we have to keep on raging we we have to actually be raging more like uh, on loads of things we have to stamp it all out for it to change you know people actually don't they they really the, I, I can't see a holocaust happening to jewish people again because they are so consistent with their rage mm-hmm. we don't do that we kind of we're all a part of it we're all affected with this like oh can i do too I, I can't do too much i can't be out there too much we hold back on things the world is ours we shouldn't be so contained we, we should be able to rage and rage about what we want to. If you think of how we kind of guard our children and like in public spaces and it's a bit like be quiet, stand here. Like it's all very contained. And then you'll see little Tobias or Tarquin running around and just taking up space. the world is theirs. That's what we need to do. We need to take up space. The world is ours. When we play within our parameters, that's happy days. We can keep on doing what we're doing because they only rage on the big stuff no rage on it all that's how we're gonna start to feel that we are entitled to actually have a stake in the universe i was was sorry to cut you just made me think of um color purple was it oprah winfrey she was like every day i I have to fight sometimes it's like that um (laughs) we don't want to but sometimes for some people you know you all do your bit not everybody has to rage on everything but mm-hmm. I won't could tell anybody for raging because it's all part of the don't fuck with us. I think we do need a, a few more signposts to say don't fuck with us. I think people are less scared of us. I, Back in I, the day, what, we used to be, people used, we used to be, you walk down the street like, yeah, there's a black person. <laughs> but because we fought for so much, like we're okay. We've become docile and placid and flaccid and... It's yeah, okay, it's don't like, be scared of us. And they were like, okay, we're really not scared of you. We're going to kill you to yeah. the point. We're actually going to kill you. We don't care anymore. Like, I kind of miss the days when people like you, you go like this. <laughs> and, and everyone will jump and run. I actually prefer, can we go back to the days when old women will cross the road when they see me? Because then at least I feel like I've got some power back. Cross the road when you see me, fam. What, what, what? Like I've got something. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I think there needs to be some, there is definitely a need. And that's going back to Candace, saying that, um, it's because we're trying to, I think, but it's interesting because Candace saying that the fact is she's talking about her situation. She's in pain and people seem to think black women are so strong. We can take it. Ah, Absolutely. Up. If black women are crying, that means we're moaning. It's yeah. not actually we're in pain. So it goes back to even this um, black series in The Guardian about dark skinned women. I can't count how many times I can feel like when I'm talking about dark skinned women, I'm like, oh, we have to shut up. <laughs> no, keep going, keep going. Okay. I can't count the amount of times I'm having a dark skinned woman conversation. Sometimes it's like I'm stumbling, trying not to sound like I'm a victim because I think someone called me a victim. No, not called me a victim. Conversation we were having about dark skinned women and they were like, you're playing a victim. I'm like, do you know what? Yes, I am. Because I didn't ask to be a victim, but I am a victim of a situation where dark skinned women are seen as the worst, as the worst. Just just yeah. in, in our community, especially they're the benchmark of the worst. Not that every day, not applying to every dark skinned woman, but there is something about us being the worst. So, yes, I'm a victim of that. Yeah. What Now what do you want to do with it? There was yeah. no comeback because actually people are always like, no, I'm not playing the victim. No. Actually, I'm not playing the victim. I am a victim of something that's yeah. actually happening. So then what? Folks, but, folks don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear victim. They want to hear, but then yet we also on the back foot with Candace is trying to say, we are vulnerable. Yeah. We are yeah. not well, superheroes. Dying. We're dying. Yeah. And you're not listening because you assume that one, you don't, think that we deserve empathy you don't think we're talking sense you're used to hearing about the black woman who holds up the whole of community and humanity why is she crying she must be exaggerating being a drama queen because i've watched real housewives and i've seen that you lot snap your fingers and talk shit so you're obviously just making noise you're a black woman that's loud but actually i'm trying to be vulnerable here but i'm also trying to say don't take the piss 
because I can smash you because I am a strong black woman. What, what? It's so it's it's so complex, and I think there has definitely been this whole thing with, with medicine and and doctors that black women are disposable. There's been so many trials that have been done on black bodies. So when you are giving birth, definitely for me, there was always, I've always had a thing of, I could die here because the mortality rate is so high. It's like, it doesn't, I don't have to be in Africa to die. I could die here. If I don't get somebody to listen to me, when my sister was giving birth to my nephew, the, the midwife, she was a black woman. She was Nigerian. And decided that she was going to start the stitches without administering any um, an anesthetic. Yeah. Like literally, she's just given birth and is like, "I'm going to start." When my sister's screaming, 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 this is a needle going through. Like, and she's there, like, oh, and and then she remembered, I haven't actually administered any numbing, and was like, "Oh, sorry," and then went. But, but it took her screaming quite a few, like, properly, like this is killing me for it to register. I haven't actually administered anything. Would she have done that to a white woman? Doubt it. Because you're on the, you're on tenterhooks. I have... You definitely know I'm going to be sued Yeah. for this. I could lose my job. But it was still not so much an emergency. It wasn't like she was now 100 times nicer. She was off from jump. She wasn't 100 times nicer. It was just a, oh, I've done a mistake. Let me just make it better and keep on going and again to follow through on that i don't think i can't remember but i don't think my sister complained and this is the thing that that i'm saying about raging i know you're gonna segue to like we've got a rage we have to rage i i didn't have anything as bad but i did have a nurse that wasn't nice well i had a series of nurses that weren't nice but when i gave birth to um akaija but yeah the treatment was always off until i was like it, again it was to a, a nigerian midwife but was like i'm your cousin yeah i why could be you your daughter mm. and your and then she came back to me and was like i'm sorry I've, i'm just tired but it was like i had to be like th- how is there no just like, i could be your child like yeah. there's no empathy there sometimes you kind of got to wake people up that you are a person because we can be forgotten to be human beings similarly to stormzy what are you going to do there? I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't. Okay. Oh, I, I damn. Was, was what was the segue way. that we was going to have? Because we were on black women and their yeah. strength. I was going to go to Nipsey's mum, but I was like, okay, okay. yeah. I was, I was going on complaining and campaigning and like defining and making noise about every single thing and Stormzy. I like, withdra- I like the Stormzy one. That with, was, with, that was a good withdrawing from, was it um, Snowboard Festival? Snowboard Festival, anyway, in Austria. <laughs> when you're being racially profiled, and you're like, you know what? I'm not going to do it because I'm going to actually stop stop this and nip this in the bud right now. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, I do I mean, too. I think it's fantastic that he took that stand, that he didn't take the stand in silence, that he spoke on what happened to him and his team and was like, and this is why I'm not here. And really was like, if you want to complain about it, complain to them. That's important. That sends a message to all other festivals. And so you tell your security staff, they're not having it now. We got to deal with them differently. I think, and then this also plays into the um, the whole club thing, like playing at clubs that will not let black people in, black girls in. And this does tie into what Nia was kind of saying about um, the Nipsey Hustle. This is Nipsey Hustle in general, and when Kodak Black said the crap about, I know you, I think you've already touched on it anyway. Yeah, about saying Lauren. that stuff about yeah. Lauren London and Nipsey disrespecting, and people coming jumping forward to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean. Okay, I'm going to go off on a tangent. I'm going to bring it back because I was going to go off on a tangent. I think you've already said it, talked about it. I just, people, because Stormzy protesting that, which is fine because it happened to him. I, I think Stormzy's one of the few that would not turn up at a club that's turned away dark skinned women, for example. But how many other yeah, artists yeah. do the same? Yeah. And it's back to, again, jumping back to the Guardian article, having black men, the story, the issue is with black men or the black community being shadiest to each other. So if the article's in a platform like that, who's going to read it and take it on board and yeah. then campaign, campaign for the next situation that happens or whatever? I'm just thinking about so that. I, I rate him in that situation, like on his um, on his Instagram stories and he just kind of did a, a, you know, kind of was posting what he was thinking. And he, he said as much as like, if I don't yeah. stand for this, yeah. 
nobody's gonna stand nobody's gonna stand for us mm-hmm. nobody's gonna stand for us so he was like i want you guys to know i'm truly sorry because mm-hmm. you guys are the ones that have had to hold the l mm-hmm. yeah i know people have flown out here to this festival specifically to see me but understand that if stuff like this goes down i will always always speak on it and address it and the the last thing that killed it like for this this snowboarding festival this is the worst pr thing for you ever some the the festival organizers were whatsapping people telling them so whatsapping people in the festival you can get free drinks if you go online and tweet something nice about our security oh my God. team oh my word oh desperation Charlie. <laughs> Charlie. Actually, as I was saying it, I was like, actually, these guys should be contenders for Fassie of the Week, which brings me on to <laughs> Fassie of the Week. Now, I know for me, you know, I've literally, I've, so for me, all week, it's it's been Nick Ferrari because, as I said earlier on, like, he's just been getting on my last nerve and just kind of taking everybody for idiot and, mm. you know, essentially just mocking people's pain, really. Um, but actually, I'm gonna flip it and put the snow bombing festival as fascia of the week because, really, in order to like the fact that you went to that extent to WhatsApp people free drinks to say something nice, I don't think they deserve the fascia of the week. I think they they deserve um, PR spin and like, how do we solve resolve this issue quickly <laughs> of the week, whatever that means. I don't think I don't think it's fascia of the week because this is standard for them. Mm-hmm. Right, so they never expected it to go. They didn't expect Stormzy to um, stand up and make noise. They expected him to take it. Yeah. So who I say fashion of the week in that scenario are all the people that have taken it, all the people that didn't do a Stormzy and say these people treated us black folks like shit, and but we still took our money and we still performed and we didn't give a damn because ah uh, this is what happened. So for all the people that have just taken that L and allowed someone to disrespect them so that they can continue to disrespect them and disrespect us. They're the fasties of the week, in my opinion. I'm, 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 unless you have... No. Do you know what? I'm going with that. I'm going with that. Round of applause for a clear. <laughs> yes. Bloop, 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 bloop. So, bam, bam. Blab, blab. finally, we end on G of the week. I always want to oh try gosh. and end these podcasts on with some type of positivity because I know that we can generally find ourselves <laughs> ranting at the world. Um, but it's always nice to finish on something positive. So for me, all week, I've, I've always known that my G of the week was going to be um, Nipsey, Nipsey Hussle's mum. So actually last week, Nipsey Hussle was the G of the week. Um, and this week I'm nominating his mum. And that was purely because of a video that I saw online of her talking about the passing, the passing of her son. And for somebody that has kind of battled with dealing with grief for a very long time, just listening to her words and her take on the situation for me was really, um, I was going to say, but almost soothing. It was like, actually, this has really kind of put me at ease. Um, And I always always say that there, there, there must not be no worse pain than a parent losing a child and so i think if i'm being totally honest if it was if lauren had said those words if somebody else had said those words it may not have impacted me as much but for a mother to speak like that about losing her son yeah well we'd be ourselves a fucking counter that wouldn't we She's still mine, but not. <laughs> she's mine. She's mine, but not um, for that. Like literally. So watching that video where she's speaking to the um, school children, like um, it's her cousin's class that she's re- she's actually referencing, like you know, about their grieving for Nipsey. That she became one of my heroes because mm-hmm. her sentiment was exactly how I think about death. How I. I process it that it's just the physical that's gone, but the spirit is mm-hmm. forever living. We're, we're all eternal. So that totally made set sense for me, but it's still refreshing that it's going around because that's still not a perspective that lots of people have. And some people will take it as you're being insensitive to their loss 
to say it. So it's something that I generally keep to myself. But her speaking it just reaffirmed that within me, that's what my soul resonates with. It was more the funeral that she did libation and she brought in African spirituality. That to me is just huge because you don't see that on TV. And that went out on BET. And for the African-American community, the Africans around the world to actually not be watching Christianity and have another take on what essentially is our spiritual practice being shown, she is my G of the week. Because I think a lot of people a few years ago would have told her, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't watch it. I think I referenced to you guys that I was, I felt disconnected from the whole social media. I feel like it's a social media hype of it. Um, so I kind of took myself out of it because I felt like Some of these things can be you're engaged because it's social media because it's popular. So, mm-hmm. but do you are you really invested? So I tried to test my reality. So it's kind of testing my reality. Am I involved because I want to be, or am I involved because social media tells me I should be, or the medium tells me I should be? So I remove myself of it because I'm not involved in that way. I knew who he was, kinda. Um, uh, even with my platform, we shared some. I shared a quote from him, or he was on some interview, and I shared what he said, his words because it's part of showing respect, but also I'm aware, because I think even sharing people's deaths and stuff on when you have a platform, part of it is business, no matter what you do. Part, apart from if it's people that you really invest, like if I shared about whoever popular person who I'm really in love with, like say for example, if it was Whitney Houston at the time and I shared it, it's because I personally connected, I loved Whitney, right? Yeah. So I'm sharing that because I actually am crying because she's gone. If, I, if it's someone that I'm not necessarily crying, but I know it's a cultural popular person that people are affected, it's a bit of a business decision yeah, whether we share. Yeah, yeah. And I think my little, my homage to that, my version of respect is that I don't do a hashtag. And it seems very silly, but I remember speaking to someone who's more business minded, like, do your hashtags. I'm not doing it because if someone's passed, my thing for the British Blacklist is I'm not going to put a hashtag because I'm not trying to capitalize on it. Yeah, I'm yeah. putting You're it just showing respect. Showing respect because the that's what we do. Yeah. It's part of the culture. That. Yeah but I'm not trying to capitalize on it in that way. Yeah. How I know, I'm not gonna lie, I will check who's, I check it every day, so I'm not doing anything out of the norm. I will check who's liked it and who's seeing it, if there's comments and stuff. That's just standard, that's an extension of my business. Yeah. But just that's my little homage to the fact that I'm not trying to capitalize on it, I'm paying respects. That's what I did for Nipsey, paying respects. But then the rest of it, I'm like, I don't know him enough. I'm learning about him mm-hmm. and what he's done mm-hmm. through what's happened, so which yeah. is yeah. great, sure. I don't know him enough to say whether this his death was um a takeout an unnecessary unwarranted takeout i'm not saying anything either or these people are going to court there's going to be a trial we might hear some things that we might hear that nipsey's involved in some stuff yeah, yeah. because we tend to we yeah. are the people that will say free nook nook these times <laughs> nook nook has done bare things like crazy titch. He, i right? remember crazy bitch <laughs> getting free crazy titch. can you imagine like, people he's like, a murderer you know <laughs> <laughs> but that's what we do we're like yeah man free so and so because yeah they murdered and raped and killed but you know what i mean but it's my homie freedom. freedom so there's there's a little bit of i think that i, I don't want to go into whatever conversation you've had already but there is a little bit of sometimes we can over hype the situation oh, yeah. so i'm removed from that but um so i i now you said that about his mother i because i heard about the libations and i was like okay cool that sounds that's great I hadn't watched it and hadn't had that because you put that spin on it. I will go back and see what she said because I felt like I don't want to plug into this because I'm not really connected mm-hmm. and I don't want to join the masses and be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the people who were at with Nipsey's funeral just to see people in chirps. <laughs> but, you know. But that's what we do anyway. There you culturally. go. You know, there yeah, you go. I, I, see, I, I, for me, it's like that whole thing of, so it's, it's valid. It's extreme. And I think there are loads of people that would have that thought process in the, the kind of groundswell of emotion and hype that has followed his mm. death. For me, I appreciate that because that's also part of our culture yeah, yeah. that when somebody dies, yeah. that there is a hyping yeah. for them. Yeah. I think that's actually also important in their energy yeah. Yeah. infecting other people. But I also appreciate that whenever that takes place, there are a lot of people that don't know how to feel anything yeah. and they start feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that can open up doors for whatever they mm-hmm. need to start expressing. So 
it, whether it's for likes or whatever, it's when people start showing grief, I'm always like, well done. Yeah. Because we're too hard sometimes. Yeah. And it's an outpouring. It's a collective community yeah. spirit. In that moment... Is that, th- that's the time to start planting seeds, seeds because yeah. people are fertile. You yeah. just think of it like ground moving. Yeah. yeah, that's when you can start planting seeds in folks when the they're in receptive. a yeah when they're in a hype state of oh this has happened and then you start feeding the mm. what can you do look at look at what he has achieved mm. in having even having a funeral like that huge. Mm-hmm. How many folks are going to have that? Sure. How many folks would want that? I want my life to amount to something. I'm not saying like, you know, it's got live but, streaming. But you know, like Westminster Cathedral or something. Like I want okay. something big. Okay. We can uh, to okay. celebrate my soul, it should be massive. That to me, his and death is we, inspiring in a way. Get Westminster Cathedral. It's not for you to do that. It's for me to make my life mean something. That there are so many people that want to be in my celebration of my life. Okay. That's what I take from it. I bear that in mind. Hmm? I said I bear that in mind. Oh, You're probably gonna go first. Nah. Men don't men die before women most usually. usually. Yeah, I, I true, feel... but my but my feminine energy is so on point that nah. Wow, that's different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna outlive both of you, so you know I'll, I'll bear it in mind for you. Both. I, I'm gonna write one of those um, books anyway, because separately I kind of want to be a deaf doula as well. So mm. I will write a whole thing of what you guys need to do i want to be cremated because fire is important so yeah i want to be cremated you know it's funny i never ever wanted to be cremated and then up until about a year ago i'm not saying that i do but i'm really like open to it now can you just start working on what you actually want i've got time please okay yeah i i i think it's a thing apart from i think generally people are starting to warm to it because i think religion tied you into it (laughs) That was just like, discussing, that. like discussing yeah. death. Yeah. That, that's a podcast in itself. I'd love to do. Well, that. yeah, we, are we we're gonna have to do a grief podcast. Yeah, we're we've, got that, we've got that scheduled. But anyway, we've, that's our time. Yeah, okay. And I know some folk around here. Like, we haven't said who was the G. Ah, uh, yeah. Lipsy's well, we, we only oh, we, had uh, do, one You didn't have another person. I don't. I myself. Wow. Wow. If you don't say I'm bigger than Nipsey's mum, what are you saying? Huh? I said I'm a G. I don't see why. No, no, you are a G. I you just said, are you putting yourself forward for G of the week? What have oh, you done yeah. this what week? What did you That's do this week? What, what have you done breath. today to make us feel proud? Being here, getting here, joining no, your podcast. Fam, you're going to have to come better than that. Wow, so you've got to do some monumental let's, let's go with next global week. stage. Let's go with let's, let's, we'll, what we'll, we'll give do, you a week we'll to do something great. Week. We'll monitor you this week. Somehow. Actually, as humans, what we do every day should be significant. How about that? Yeah, what have you done today to make yourself I lived, up? I breathed, I got up, like I came here. Like how many other million people? Exactly. So you want everybody this week to be G of the week? Basically. So you know that there are people breathing that are doing no good. Be a G. <laughs> Just let me finish this podcast. Ah, you people. Anyway, thank you for coming down and nominating yourself as G of the week. As as great as you are, um, I feel that Nipsey's mum has just like literally. I'm just saying, just just pipped you to the post, and we're gonna give it to her. Okay. So yes, I say Angelique to, Smith. I say to Angelique Smith, thank you, and thank you, and thank you all for listening. Um, please head on to the website. You can sign up to the the. the the eyes that I'm getting from this jam free. I'm just listening. Is, it, is there something on your chest? There's nothing. You said to wrap it up. Why? Why can I? Why should I extend the podcast? Well, when I'm wrapping up, I ex- don't. I don't. I don't ev- for heaven's sake, later extras. <clears throat> and in my extras, I have lots to say. <laughs> <laughs> we could actually do that. That's quite a good idea. The I like outtakes. That. The outtakes. The outtakes. Yeah. You can wrap this one up. Can I? Okay. Is that is that okay? Shall or? I wrap it up for you? Uh, Do you know what? Yeah, no, you wrap it up. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, you wrap it up. Do you think? No, you was in the flow. Do you think? It's all right. You go. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>